Welcome to Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role-playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 93. Today's episode is another installment of our series, Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe between A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. It is played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars, and Genesis role-playing materials, and the Mythic GM emulator. This is scene 16. Cho snoops around the moth's quarters while the gala gets underway. For the story up to this point, visit our website, diceystories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell. Scene 16. Let me remind you what this scene is. Chaos level is 8. Oh my goodness, I didn't realize that. Do you now remember how the last scene went? Yeah, that makes sense. We decided that we would be handling the next two things that were going to happen in one scene that we'll switch back and forth between. One is the gala, and one is Joe's breaking and entering to figure out what the monster up to. The purpose of the scene is both parties seek to gain information of one form or another. Cho, about what the moths are planning, and GT, stuff to help her change the moth. Help the moth be the person that he wants to be. Deep down inside. That he needs to be. That he doesn't yet know, or that maybe he forgot. Maybe the person he used to be. JT's not 100% sure on that. And we had an interrupt when we set up the role. That interrupt was ruin ambush, and we interpreted that as being Karlani, who is Force-sensitive, and has had some precognitive episodes already, that she would show up at Cho's break-in ah. when needed. Okay. That uh, at some point she will realize Cho's not the gala. That's strange, considering that Cho is friends with JT, and she will go off to investigate and save him from something. Okay. When we last left off, the ship was falling apart and in the middle of a maelstrom, but we have <laughs> jumped over forward in time a week or so. A week or so later. Repairs have been made. Certainly lives were lost in the process. Some people came out ahead, though. For example, uh, 10X Sentiment, very popular man these days, having saved his section of the ship when the crew was in disarray. We also had, in addition to colossally failing to save the ship ourselves, uh, we also colossally failed to save the lives of people trapped in our section of the ship. So we left off knowing that not everybody survived, but not who. Right. So I think this is perhaps our first question to ask the table. Oh, yes. Because you know it's going to be a topic of gossiping at the gala. Very, very much so. So in terms of named people, there was Mokri Bose, who was the Zon Consortium crime boss. There was um, other people who have since acquired names. Alask is the Twi'lek shipjacker, who is uh, in charge of shipjacking LLC. There was four other shipjacker employees. There was also Thug, the Trandoshan bodyguard. And then there was Kepra, who was one of the bridge crew who had mutineered, and two other mutineers as well. Right. So three groups, Zon, shipjackers, and mutineers. Some people may or may not have made it. So how do you wish to pose this question so that we're not sitting here rolling 50 different roles? Yeah, yeah. And we, sorry, we're posing a yes-no question, right? Yes-no question. That will help us determine who has survived. And maybe we want to ask three questions, like one for each category of villain. I think each category is probably okay. Okay. Cho did not show any partiality on who he was attempting to save. Like okay. at the time that the 
the stuff was falling apart and JT had rushed off to try to fix the ship, Cho was in full-on doctor mode, like, everybody here needs to be stabilized. Okay, so each group should have the same odds. Yes. Also, I don't think any established species here is more... There were no given. Yeah. In the, uh, <laughs> if in if the there had been given, their survival would have been given. Indeed. So then, starting with the Zan Consortium, I suppose if we score extremely yes on survival, that means both of them survived. I think that's correct. I feel like this is just 50-50 okay. kind of thing, and the yeah. chaos left factor is 8. What number did you 16. A very much yes. So both of them survived. Yes. To face punishment. The captain will be happy about that. Currently in the relaxation zone. Shipjackers LLC. 89. Uh, that is a no, but not very much no. So Shipjackers LLC all dead. And then the mutineers. 91. I'm guessing that means also all dead? Yep. Again, no, but not excessively no. Okay, so I think that means that while all the mutineers who were in our compartment died, Adelaide's still alive. She was in another part of the ship. Yes. Okay, so the only people who survived from that giant fight in our rescue are the Zahn executive and her bodyguard. But they're not in good shape. No. Also, JT didn't have any crits at the end of that encounter, but Cho did. He's had a week to attempt recovery. I feel it means he can make a medicine check and he can make a resilience check if the medicine check doesn't work. I think that's fair. It was only a level one, but he is working on himself, so that adds two difficulty. Cho's medicine these days is two yellows and a green, and he's got his sweet med kit. And in true Cho fashion, he fails his roll. But you've got a triumph on it. So, an upgrade on his resilience check? Yeah, the resilience check will be much easier, because yes. that is just a single difficulty. Alright, two yellows and a green, going against one purple. This is success with triumph and an advantage. Ah, what was the crit? So it was a level one crit that cost him his action on one turn, and had no further repercussions. Okay. And now it is healed. And he has a triumph on it, on the resilience check. He's not concerned about his appearance anymore. No, nobody should recognize him, although... Except for if he runs okay. into Renault. If he runs into Renault, yes. And also, Muckry Bowes, she also knows who mm. he is for real. Um, okay, that's true. That's not, I think, a huge danger right now if she's like unconscious and recovering from combat and the destruction of the ship. Yeah. And, and also, I Cho does not think she's going to... like turn him into the nearest Imperial. Like, she's got no reason to know he has any issues right. with the Imperials. Uh, I don't really like delaying the effects of things, but... Mm -hmm. Well, like, when there's a triumph for advantages and stuff, I like for them to be used oh, right, right. pretty quickly. But I was thinking, like, eh, it could be an upgrade on... Like, the first thing he's going to be doing is, like, breaking in and sneaking into something. An upgrade on a physical activity. I think that that does make sense in that he's... Like, he's not just healed. Like, he's gotten proper rest for yeah. probably the first time in a long time. You're like, because the Zahn executive has, that's not hanging over him as much anymore. Okay, we can say that. And, and I, I do think, like, his conscience is eased somewhat, like, in terms of any guilt he had over his association with Zahn. Like, here he has helped foil this Zahn scheme and yep. saved personally what lives he could, but also, like, helped the ship be safer. Okay, so I will make a note. Well rested. Got to eat one of the ham sandwiches, finally. <laughs> okay, I think that takes care of all the old business. 
And so we're going to be starting with the gala. Gala, gala. Let me remind you what NPCs exist on this long list of NPCs. Yep. Some of them agreed to come to the gala during many episodes ago, but other people might be here as well. Like the ship just went through some trauma. You know, people are looking for fun things to do. There was a lockdown for a while. All events are canceled. So we can have more people present. Maybe, you know, maybe JT dropped some of the ticket price requirements, lowered bar of entry for more people to come. I think so. Like, because there was a risk that people wouldn't come just because there was just a major upheaval. Uh, The show must go on. So NPC list, PD101, he's the first person you meet when you arrive at the gala. That's right. Emma Foslow, wealthy... Corellian That's right. Aristocrat. She was your first sign up. Also, we have the flogging hams. Yep. I don't have the list of people attending. I just have like, yes, I have two fancy people and two not fancy people. <laughs> so you have the flogging hams. I think maybe you consider them fancy people. I mean, they're down to earth people, but they're wealthy. That is true. Anyway, they're there. The Opana family. Oh, they, they won their raffle. They won their raffle. And they all get to attend. Maybe your other fancy person was Ursa Deal, who she agreed to come. Is that the moth himself? The moth, the moth himself is coming, yes. But Ursa Deal is there earlier. But you specifically like, well, she's totally bought into your scheme, so oh, that's right. I think the moth has a table. Yes. For himself and his staff. Also, the captain. Of course, the captain. The is captain there. is definitely captain has a table because the blue streak saved the ship and the captain's life. That's the official line. Personally, did the captain actually ever see the blue streak? Yes, the captain was there. For the captain never saw JT. Right. Okay. Okay. But like, whenever the blue streak finally departed from where the captain and Joe were in Anna Frannell's quarters with everybody who was rescued, probably the blue streak was like. And I'll see you at the War Orphans Gala. Whatever. And Cho could have given him the rest of the information on how to... What the gala is about and things like that. Right. Or if the captain was like, how did you know to call that vigilante? Anyway, definitely the captain's coming. I have a question for the table. Okay. Is Sergeant Renault at the moth's table? Because he was given some leave. Oh. So, like, he doesn't have to be on duty. Right. That's an interesting question, because that presents the possibility that he could follow Karelani out. Yes, or... Or he's not. Or he's... Oh, he's. And his idea of vacation is, like... He knows that <laughs> Rebel is out there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, sure, he exploded, but Renault knows that he didn't actually hit the self-destruct button with his knife. Yes. <laughs> Even though he claimed he did. I think that's a really good question, and I'm glad you asked it. So, odds. Is the mob's table only full with people who are on-duty bodyguard style? Or is this actually, like, a chance for people to be off-duty and relaxing? I think it would be surprising if, like, he had his stormtroopers. No, but he had, like, guard-type people, not in stormtrooper Right. I think it would make sense if he had people in dress uniform with him. Uh, Some, A few. And I think Renault, like, solved the problem of the moss. Okay. Yes. So there's a good chance. Okay. So, likely? Okay. That is one-six. That is very much yes. So is he there, and is he suspicious? Like, this is the room that there was a problem in. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I think the very much yes, like, he is very here, 
He's not just in the sidelines. And yeah, I think he's probably a little on edge. He's probably uncomfortable in such a formal setting. And this is all happening in the cargo hold area. But the moss things that were here have since been moved. Yeah. To the ballroom or whatever. <laughs> Let's put the cargo in the ballroom. Let's hold the ball in the cargo room. The moth took over that ballroom because it had space and it was like a pleasant room. You know what? That's true. He wants to do his experiments or whatever in a place with carpets and chandeliers, not in a cold, chilly cargo hold. I mean, JT loves the cargo hold. That's that's great space for her. So okay, that's fantastic. Well, sweet. Renault is present at the gala. He's present at the gala. He's in full dress uniform. An unusual thing for a stormtrooper. It is. Dress grays, I guess. Like, so, like, the officer's uniform, that's, like, their on-deck uniform. It's all the little sigils and everything. Yeah, they're, like, the dark gray. Yeah, but I don't think stuff. of that as a dress uniform. I think their dress uniforms would just be, like, fancier versions of that. Like, Fan, the, like the, ridiculous, the, I don't know how many, like, or something? epilepts, oh, pauldrons. The, the jodhpur pants. The what? The jodhpur pants. They're the pants with, like, the thighs that, like, stick out more than yes. is at all necessary. Yes, yes, yes. And, like, he's not just wearing, like, the little color cylinders. Like, he's got to have all his medals on. And he has, like, an actual brimmed hat. He's inside, so he's not wearing a hat. And he has one creepy cybernetic eye. One creepy cybernetic which eye. Which I'm sure JT will compliment him on. I 100%. Because, like, also JT doesn't really know Renault. Like, she, she has never interacted with him. She exactly. never interacted with him. All she knows is, like, things from Cho. And, like, yeah, she saw the guy chasing Cho. And I suppose cybernetic eye might be a detail then. Someone would mention, and JT would, JT would definitely pick up on. Okay. There were some other people that you socialized with, other people that you ran into and stuff. I have either a question or a declaration. Okay. I think Sharni should be here. Yeah. Sharni originally said she would not come to your gala. Like, she didn't have the money for your cause. She hooked you up with getting a picture. That's right. By Jeppo Jr. But I think she would be here because... Well, we could play a conversation between her and JT if you want, or I could tell you what I think her reasoning would be. I think it's completely fine for you to just explain her reasoning. Okay. She feels a little responsible for what happened with the ship. Because there was an unbolted droid? Like, she had had a conversation with JT earlier, and, like, you guys had been like, you know, once a droid is unbolted, it's free to make its own decisions. But still, you know, she has spent her time on this ship going around and, like, popping bolts. <laughs> Off droids and replacing them with like fake, like realistic right. looking ones. And then lo and behold, a medical droid is involved in this catastrophe that, you know, a number of people died and more people were endangered. Clearly, if it had its restraining bolt on, it would not have been involved in such activities. Right. I think in, in this conversation, like, sure, he's probably explaining that. And JT's like, no, that droid was unbolted. I'm sure you do excellent work. So it's, if someone saw that droid, they would have seen your, well, the restraining bolt. But it was clearly, like, someone else did that. And straining bolts are horrible. There are, unfortunately, other forms of coercion. We don't know what else the what they that had. droid was, uh, was under. I imagine it was made promises that, like, yes, we'll unbolt you if you do this. You know, Hutz put some pretty harsh uh, bolts on people as well. But definitely not the same degree as a restraining bolt. But, yeah, it would be awesome if you came to, were able to come to the cop. <laughs> PD will be there. Uh, PD 101, he's... He's, He's the MC. She's like, I haven't gotten around to, to his bolt. How would... <laughs> Are you going to make a deception? As far as JT understands, like, he is a, a free droid. Yeah. He works for the Rebellion. 
And I believe we established that he appears oh. to have a restraining bolt. Yes. Time for some deception. Like JT will say, no, 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 I took care of Petey. You just waved your hand when you said that? I did. Are you... I wasn't intending that, but it might be what's happening. <laughs> Are you mind-tricking this or just deception in this? I think just deception. Which I'm not the best at. Because I don't have that much coming. What's our story point situation? We play with two player ones and one GM. One just I hard. will spend one right now. Okay, because she is a spy operative. That is true. And she does not have vigilance. <laughs> no. You only got so many skills you can add in your list. So what's her... Two purples. Okay. Are there any boosts to setback? Because this is a believable thing that JT would do. She's worked with that before. Or I think JT you, has not mentioned... I think you get a blue on it because it's very clear JT's leanings on this. Okay. Three success, one triumph, and one threat. Maybe you feel a little bad about lying. I think so, lying to Sharni. Sharni's doing good work. And, like, JD didn't know she was just going around liberating droids. She well mentioned you might want to check out uh, BNCR down at the oil vats. If you haven't gotten to him yet, I think he, he would deserve that. Is that what you're using your triumph for? Either the triumph or the threat. Or... <laughs> I was thinking the threat was going to be a strain. Yeah, I think the, the strain is fine. Uh, yeah, she'll use that. I'm not demanding that you use your triumph for... That is how JT spends her triumphs. Okay. So BNCR can have a free future. Maybe BNCR will be at the gala. Come as the Sharni's date. <laughs> there we go. You know, he's off duty. That's right. This droid would he's got a bow tie. Gala. Okay, so Sharni is going to be there. I think also Tenex Cinema will be there. I agree with that. Because Even though like he wasn't er- earlier, but like now this is the event that's going on. He's got a yeah. network. And like the captain's going to be there. The captain's there, the mom is there. But there's money to be made. It's an investment for him. Now he's got like this reputation on the ship as yeah. well. So it's good for the people to see. Also present is Lostrum and Anna Frannel. Lostrum is providing the... Yep. Look, she's a crooner and a successful one. Just because you don't like her nasal voice doesn't mean the audience doesn't. I'll spend a story for right now. The audience hates it, but... <laughs> no. They will pay to make it stop? Is that your plan? <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I don't think the, uh, the Chihuahua pharmaceutical executive would be there. No, I think we... We got enough. If we determine later, other people happen to be there. It's a big event. Yeah, and we'll see what their final officials are. Who knows? Oh, <laughs> <It's> stressful. <laughs> like, they're trying to give a speech and suddenly you have a force vision. Oh, boy. All right. So P101 is welcoming people in, taking them to the tables. Tell us, if you would, what does this cargo hold look like now? Uh, so the whole theme is under the sea, of course. There is an area for non-oxygen breathers but like there's glass you can transparent steel you can see through so you can see everything part of the stage is in there i think uh, so like some events are on that side and there's some like scuba pressure suits so that oxygen breathers can go enjoy that area and other people can enjoy this area there's also like an abundance of oxygen supplies scattered about because like people are super paranoid about the ship that is true so like damage. <laughs> that was an easy uh, requisition we're like well no we want those to be just in case there's like little corals at every table, all the origami that uh, JT was putting together. There's like bunting and banners up. The stage, it probably is just an old shipping container that has been put over, so it's a little higher up than you might expect. And everything's all in shades of blue. Shades of blue, but there's occasional shades of like the coral oh, the, pink. Oh, the coral pink color. Yeah. So there's that kind of highlighting going on, I think. 
and everybody's there in the, the fanciest clothes they have on hand. Yes. Some people may be having only bought fancy clothes recently aboard the ship. Uh, that's okay, because those fancy clothes are available on the ship. Uh, Kurlani also is attending, now being your friend, and guest lecturer, assistant Professor Gomar. Assistant Professor Gomar is of present because College of Corellia. He will be giving an invited lecture. That is correct. So people come in, they mingle for a little while. There's cocktail hour, of course. Is JT present during the cocktail hour? I think she is not. She has too many things to get ready still. Okay. Because she's a last-minute kind of person. Oh, right. The cocktail hour is on the observation deck. That's right. It's actually on the observation deck. But there's some people who are coming down early. You can bring your drinks down here. The observation deck. At this point in time, the ship has been repaired enough that it was able to move itself to a safe distance from the maelstrom. Mmm. But I think the maelstrom is still, like, visible in the distance. It is, from a physical perspective, somewhat shocking that you could see this space phenomenon, but not be, you know, destroyed by it. Yeah, before you were kind of more, like, in the midst of it. Yes. Maybe now it's more kind of, like, looking up and saying, like, oh, look, there's the Milky Way. You know, like, yeah. it's, it's a distant orange and reddish glow through the observation. Which, like, occasionally the whole thing pulses, so it's much larger than a star looks like. Yeah. And it's not the normal color of the night sky. Okay. People make their way down to the cargo hold following the chit-chat time. I think I would like Kurlani to make a vigilance check for that social hour time. Okay. To see whether she realizes that show is not there at that point. Uh, how difficult do you think this is? It's a crowd, but they are on very friendly terms. And she's probably doing some socializing with Gomar. And Cho is ostensibly staying with Gomar and is his assistant. So that is true. I think it might be like three because there's this crowd, but, but there might be blue boost. dice because of who she hangs out with. Yeah, I think she gets a blue die. So she has a yellow, a green, three purples, and a blue. Failure with two advantages and one triumph. So many triumphs. Yes. So something else that's very good for her or... What is good for her to notice casually? Is there yeah. anybody that it's good like for her career to make connections with here? Yeah, that I don't know about. Is there anybody that it's good for her other interests? Yeah, that is a tricky one. Okay. She knows that Renault was the one who chased Cho. She doesn't know exactly what Cho's thing was. Cho avoided answering any questions pertaining to that. That's right. But she saw some she she tried to stop some of the stormtroopers, yeah. so she saw Renault. She was in that bar delaying stormtroopers. Renault came in and was yelling at them okay. and stuff. Yeah, so she says, Renault is here. And there's probably been some public kerfuffle about, like, like this was the hero the hero stormtrooper who stopped the rebel. Yeah. So it, it's, it may be that in the, the socializing and chit-chat of the cocktail hour, Renault gets introduced to somebody and she, like, overhears this of, like... Oh, this is the stormtrooper that like chased and killed that rebel. And like at when she as soon as she hears that, of course, Renault's face happens to turn and she sees the cybernetic eye. I don't think he's actually looking at her, but that's what it feels like to her. <laughs> Particularly to somebody who is force sensitive. Yes. And so many things seem portentous. Yes. So I think she may start to like like I, I don't think prior to that, like, it was never really answered why Cho needed these things set up. Kirlani then infers, like, chose a rebel, like, okay, like, that's fine. I don't think she has a major stake, but, like, no. the Empire is clearly not, not a good thing, but, like, she's not a warrior. But she is aware 
that the person who specifically was chasing Cho is here. She has not noticed that Cho isn't yet, but this might make her be like, oh, I should like see if I can find Cho at some point at the gala. I just to like let him know. Yeah. Or if she turns out Cho isn't here at all. Hmm. And maybe she'll get a forcey hint about where he is. All right. I think that's all that needs to happen during the cocktail hour. I think that's good. Do you want the like opening scene of the gala? I do want that. I want to see the Blue Streak show. So JT is nowhere to be found. People are coming down to the cargo hold now. PD's greeting everyone, letting them all in. Everyone's at their tables. And the lights like go dim briefly. And there's first just like a voiceover. A galaxy torn asunder. And there's some very muted explosions just because of how stressful everything has been. Families torn apart. You can save them. Your credits can help. And then there's just this literal streak of blue across. Because JT's going as fast as she Excuse me. The blue streak is going as fast as she can. <laughs> With her blue sparkles going everywhere. Yes. And the food has not been brought out yet, which is important. Because she is flying, like, above all the tables. Yeah, that glitter would have gotten over. Uh, in both sections. Justice comes for us all. But compassion needs your help. Give today, citizens. To the the war, the war orphans fund, and enjoy the gala. Blast off, out of sight. There is some murmuring, like, because there's you, there, you have like some plants who could be like, it's the blue streak. I feel like there should be plants. There are some plants that are like it's the blue streak. There has to be at least one plant that's like blue streak. <laughs> As though like, I mean, she does have villains that she fights, but. They're not explicitly here, but there have to be some people who are appear surprised in a frustrated way. All right. Blue fireworks. Glitters everywhere. Lights. Lights come, come up. up. PD 101 introduces. And now, I would like to present to you Jai Tessa. And like... Chairwoman of the I, War Orphans Fund. Yeah. And I guess there isn't like a curtain on this cargo crate, but there's probably like a staircase rolled up behind it. So you can yes. like come up the staircase. I think that is exactly what happens. And you're wearing your super fancy dress, right? Yep. The one... The blue flowy ball gown. Previously seen at Usagrad, Jared Bestman, maybe. Yeah. Previously seen at fancy events all throughout the galaxy. Ah, I think Emma Fazel will recognize that dress. Yes. And will be like, hmm, same dress. But it's a really nice dress. But using it for two events. This is actually the third. <laughs> okay, so JT comes up and welcomes everybody. Welcomes everybody to the War Orphans Fund. I would like just a broad charm check. I think that makes sense. And this is at least hard. It's maybe a four. There's a lot of people. But this is like not you demanding the money right now. This is you setting the stage. So no, but it is a charm check. I think it is going to be four difficulty. Just because... The sheer number of people, and it is a lot we're asking of them. However, I will petition for various boost dice based on the status of the how nice the gala looks and things like that. Okay. I will spend an evil GM point. I think that makes sense. To make one of those purples red. Now, you did spend a fair bit of mental energy working up your theme. I think so. And you did specifically give a space for non-oxygen breathers. I think the appearance of the blue streak is reassuring to some people, as the blue streak was known to have There's definitely, kept the whole together. Yes. People here, like, when you, the blue streak flew over, one of those people saying something was the captain. It's the blue streak! She saved the ship! As I recall, 
The moth never directly saw the blue streak, that's right. He just thought there was like blue glitter on things. There was blue glitter on things, and that was associated with JT. Yes. Because Ursa Deal noticed blue glitter on you. Oh no, if the moth learns that, JT but is a blue streak. This doesn't necessarily mean you're the blue streak. It means you were in the cargo hold that was full of blue glitter. That's true. So it justifies that you know the blue streak. That's true. Uh, is there anything else here? Is the like, presence of Imperials unsettling to some people? Is it... I don't think it weighs one way or another. Okay, so we're at three yellows, a green, three purples, a red, and I have three boost dice for okay. the various things we've enumerated. Okay. The story point total is two to one in my favor. Yes. This is important, JD. I'll spend one. I have six advantages, but failure. Okay. It's going to be... You're going to have to work this evening. Yeah, and it's everyone's still a little uneasy because the ship was almost ripped apart. And uh, a lot of these people were on vacation. They didn't necessarily want to hear about War Over Sun, but, like, but this is the event that's happening. So I think a lot of people are like, they're here, they just want to unwind. But there are six advantages. It's like, they appreciate that someone is doing something good in the galaxy. With six advantages, I think they should also understand your authenticity. I think that's fair. That clearly it is a thing that matters to you, and it's not like a front or anything like that. I, I think that's a fair thing. GT shares that, you know, she spent the first part of her very early life in Christophsis, but during the Clone Wars, she became an orphan herself. She was lucky to have a family after that, but not everyone is still lucky. So, can you help add a little bit of luck? Should have known it was gambling theme. So, you can consume some of them for people to, like, see that you're genuine. I think that's good. But you have six advantages there. Is there something else you want to lobby for? I would lobby for either maybe the Moth or Ursa DL to, like, appreciate that about JT even more. Like, Ursa DL we've sort of gotten through. But, like, previously the Moth was like, who is this absurd human? Okay. I think that's good. And that serves your purposes. Yeah. And makes sense. now he's, he's like, okay, this whoever this unusual person is, like, they're really trying to run this charity. They're just a rare, someone with the sunniest, someone hopeful, a rare hopeful soul in the galaxy. Yes, and maybe he reflects he's surprised that such souls still exist. Yes. His haven't been burned away in an assassination attempt. Not that he was to be cheery at that point, but... No. Okay, okay. that's good. Would you like to flash to whatever shows up? <laughs> Scene swipe. The food gets rolled out, and that's the, the tray opens. <laughs> Trayless left. And there's this smoke, but out of the smoke comes. Okay. So there's two places that Cho is interested in. One is the Moth's personal quarters, and one is the ballroom where the Moth has things stashed. I think Cho would start with the personal quarters, as that, it seems like, further away in the ship from wherever other people would be. This is an evening event, so Cho needs stealth and he needs skullduggery. And Cho has previously broken into the captain's quarters, so he has familiarity with the locks on the fancy accommodation. On the dorms, at least. Yeah. So I will argue a boost die for picking the lock. I think that's fair. Do you think you need a stealth check to get there, or that's after the fact, you think? Cho is really hoping nobody's at the quarters, but he's not certain about that. This sounds like a question. Cho's would want to not be seen in the area, so I think there would be a stealth check prior to the lock picking. So we should hold off on asking this question of... Is there anyone in the moth's quarters? Right. Okay. I think you can make your stealth check then. I 
don't feel like it's especially difficult. Like it, he's clearly going to be in like the upper crust area. But and a, a number of those people are off at the gala. Those people are off at the gala, but like you're allowed to walk through the hallways. So I think it's a matter of like Joey's probably looking back and forth. Anyone around here? No. Okay, let's roll up. Uh, okay. So I feel like this might just be two purples. Okay. Maybe there's a black dye because there are far fewer people, but maybe that's a blue dye. Like, it's unusual that someone is here, but there's just fewer people to see you as well. So you want to add a black and a blue dye? Yeah, sure. If that's okay. All right. And then I get an upgrade on a physical check. That can be this Do one. Do I have to use it on this first one? Because I'm starting my venture, and right now is when I'm feeling really good, and that's probably not going to be the case later. I think either the first or second one. Okay. I'll use it now. I probably don't need it, but... I have a knack for stealth, so the old ah. black die is meaningless to me. Perfect. So we are rolling three yellows and a green and a blue versus two purples. Go for it. Four successes and three advantages. Hallways are deserted. I would very much like to use an advantage to pass a blue die to my next check. I think that makes sense. Halls are deserted, like, and it, it's even quiet. Like, you don't even hear voices from inside adjacent chambers, I think. Oh, that's a good point. I should be listening at that door before I pick it. Yeah. So that is what I will use the blue dye on. A perception check, perhaps? A perception check at the door. And this is where we need to ask whether there's anybody actually in there, because their vigilance would be what sets the difficulty. That is true. How likely do you think someone is there? I think it's low. It's possible that some sort of serpenty person would be there, but the moth is out, right? He's not going to need their... To call on them for anything. That's true. It's a matter of, like, does he keep guards in there 24-7, I guess. Which is, like, it's a pretty secure place. He's got a lock in the door. And, like, how much stuff is really in there. Um, so you think it's unlikely or very unlikely? I think it's very unlikely. Very unlikely? Okay. Chaos Factor 8. Is there someone in the room? 38, which is yes. There is. But it's not Renault. <laughs> it is not Sergeant Renault. And there wasn't an emphatic yes, so do we think that that is a servanty type person rather than a guard type person then? Yeah, I don't. I think it's definitely not a stormtrooper. It's like servant is not quite the like some administrative okay. functionary. A bureaucrat. A perhaps. bureaucrat. Yes, one hundred percent. A government bureaucrat. Oh yes, the, this guy, one hundred percent. Is that card a rival? This card is a rival. Yes. Okay. This person does not have vigilance, so you will be going against two purples. Are you happy with that, or do you want to upgrade? No, I think we'll we'll leave this be. This person is not especially on guard. They're not a guard. They're probably here, like, doing some filing or catching up on... Excellent. I would love to know what they're filing. They're, or, like, they're writing a report on something. They may have even been, like, task fighters at the all to do, do something. Okay. Three successes and two threats. Okay. So you're listening at the door. That's what this is, right? Yeah. I think you can tell there is a person there. You have two threats, though. I'm happy to take that as a black die on the skullduggery check. Yes, because like, I you're have having to be, be quieter. I think that makes a lot of sense. So, yeah, there is a person. You can just hear some occasional muttering. Yeah, I don't know how close they are to the door. I don't know whether there will be anything to physically block yeah. sight of it. There's a lot of, like, missing cover page. There are too many typos, and you hear, like, a crinkle of paper. Is <laughs> paper still? Yeah, you hear a crinkle of paper. You know, some things maybe are too important to put on a data pad. I would love to see those things as well. Yeah, so you hear a crinkle paper, something gets thrown into a trash can. All right, Skullduggery is getting a black die. Yes. I now have three yellows for my Skullduggery. I think this lock has to be at least hard. And it probably has... Oh, security setback. extra black die of security. Yeah, I think so. Do you wish to upgrade? We did establish that these tusk security locks 
can like shock people. Like that's one of their. Uh... Oh yeah, let's do that then. Okay. Story point being spent. Oh, I have a knack for skullduggery. Goodbye, setback dice. That is a good investment for a thief. Oh no. What do we got going on here? <laughs> we have triumphant failure with four advantages. So it is a failure. It is a failure. There is a triumph. There's four advantages. Okay, okay, and okay. a triumph, but I can't get the lock open. You cannot pick the lock open. I mean, However, this... I think you make enough noise to attract attention from whoever is doing I, stuff there. Okay, I don't have threats. You don't have threats. The triumph can be whoever this person is, perhaps was expecting someone, or assumes you are someone else, a okay. different person than This is you moving are. me from skill degree to deception building. Yes, so if that's okay... And, like, it happens very quickly. The person, perhaps, was already standing up. They interpret it as, like, someone's knocking at the door. Okay. And they just open the door and, like, Excuse me, are you the housekeeping? Um, I called over an hour ago. This is four advantages and a triumph. You so do have a triumph, yes. Am I getting an upgrade in blue dice, or...? I think you get an upgrade, at least. Okay. I think an upgrade and a blue die. And the other advantages were going towards... I think they're going towards opening him the opening the door. Yeah. All right. Deception. This person does not have vigilance. Two verbals. My deception with an upgrade is three yellows and a blue die. And he just said that housekeeping was supposed to be here. He's like, I called over an hour ago. Are you in uniform? In ship uniform? In crew uniform. Um, I'll spend a story point to say that I am. Absolutely. I reacquired one just in case. Okay. I have four successes and one threat. Four successes is one that, so I think he's annoyed, but he buys your story, so you can take some strain. He's, like, he's still going to be here. Yeah. I will take the strain. Very well, if you can get started with the bathroom. Place is a mess. Which is perhaps not where you wanted to be first. I succeeded my deception check. Yes. I wanted to get some information from him regarding what housekeeping was called about. Ah, you know, like, we responded as soon as we could. This isn't the normal time for your, your cleaning or whatever. Like, like okay. what, what am I dealing with here? How, how may I best be of service? Uh, yes, he will cite multiple issues. One being that the bathroom was not sufficiently cleaned last time. Just whatever, it was gross. Uh, he'll cite an issue in the kitchen where something exploded in the microwave before he even got here. He doesn't know what it is. And if you're willing to spend a story point, there could be something specifically in... That would give you better access, because I mean, those two things are not super relevant to Joe. Yes. Or did you have triumphs or advantages there? No. You had a threat. Yeah, a you had a threat, so. Yeah. I... Oh, there should have been two upgrades on that. My apologies. <laughs> He's nobody's fool, too. <laughs> uh, did you want me to re-roll this? I hate to make you do that. I'll do it. Like, this guy has no other... Like, he has no vigilance or anything. So he's two reds instead of two purples. Two reds instead of two purples. Okay, you're going to like this far better. Okay. Because it's success with triumph and despair. Oh, perfect. So it is a success. You are clearly housekeeping. However, you are extremely late. Over and out. He's got like tapping his watch over an hour. So should I start with the mops quarters then? The smell of burnt food is really hard to get out. And that could take a while. How late is he going to be out? He'd be out as late as he wants to be. I think... Yeah, so I think the triumph is like, yes, we can start with the moss cutters. That is the most important location. The despair is like, he's going to be in that same room. <laughs> yeah, I think the first response Joe's like, we, you don't need to take care of this. You're like on vacation. <laughs> that is where work happens. That is where I work. 
and is where you will work. So he is going to insist on being present. I am going to be fake cleaning a place while trying to look at files. Yes. I feel like this is a, a cool check almost, more than a stealth initially. Or I do think, you have other thoughts? I can definitely see the argument for cool as I like attempt to behave in the appropriate fashion. But I do also want an opportunity for a skullduggery because I want to snatch things. Do you think that should be initially skullduggery or perception? Well, if he is doing work in here, then like surreptitiously like looking to see what is he doing, I think that still falls under cool. Yes, I agree with that. But I may see something that I feel like I need to actually take and give to PD as like evidence of stuff. I think that's good. So I can start with cool. I think start with cool, and you know what? I don't think you necessarily need a perception, because if you will allow me to add some details, you get into like the moth's chambers, which is like his bed, his desk, or whatever. This place... <laughs> and this guy's desk. <laughs> like he's working at the, at, desk. at the desk. This place is actually a mess. It looks like the moth perhaps had like an angry episode in here recently. Ah. Uh... Because like, yes, the rebels were dealt with, and I was like, the ship is coming apart, and gross, why am I like... That's right, he had anger issues. Yeah, or he probably no, saw one of the news reports. That was one of his motivations. Yes. His... He saw one of the news reports about the Gungan, his, his perspective, the Gungan terrorists. God, we gotta do something about these stupid Gungans! God! And so, like, the moth had an episode. So, the triumph is like, yes, there are papers and, like, data slates strewn about. But, like, also, like, the bed is a mess and everything else is a mess. Some things are, like, broken as well uh, and this guy he's doing a lot of like refiling like he has to make sure like orders get put back in order so he's also looking at a lot of the same things okay whereas like he considers your job to be like you need to tidy things up and lots of requisition a new filing cabinet things like that does that make sense mm -hmm. all right so my cool check is going against his vigilance, and this isn't deception, so there is nobody's fool being applied. That is correct. It is only for coercion and deception. There's a huge mess here, and you've established that like simply picking up some of their work stuff is part of what is expected of me. So I, I think feel so. like that should be a blue die. Yeah, I, I will give you a blue die. Yeah, this is just cool. Are you doing the job you're supposed to be doing? Success with one advantage. Uh, I think you do find some a pile of papers that are strewn out that, you know, Clearly need to be collected and given to this guy, but look like they might be interesting. Okay. So, do you want to roll two words on the tables? Ooh, that's a like great a, idea. Because we know, we've established that they want to stop the Gungan uprisings. He seems to have some stuff geared towards potentially Gungan force users. And he met with a moth who destroyed a whole planet in her system. Presumably, Quarish doesn't want to destroy... Naboo, his home planet. Action. 43. In prison. <laughs> That's not new information. <laughs> Subject. 52. Dispute. So, I think you see, like, the brief middle of a report that Panaka believes there is a Gungan Force user behind these. Like, orchestrating these. Okay. Or perhaps even, like, riling up and instigating. Because maybe in Panaka's head, like, uh, the... The Gungans are like idiots, not like that. They wouldn't even be capable of this. So he assumes there is a force user behind this. Does he assume that there is a Gungan force user behind this, that or does good... he assume that there is like a recluse Jedi behind? I think this? it's probably like recluse Jedi. Okay. Given the level of anger that he has, 
which you know may or may not become true. Okay. So I think that's that's what this is, and that's why like and there's a portal like talk with Moth, whatever her name was. Dargan. Dargan. But it's a very like curved report, like she was very professional, provided assistance and And Cho was like, I knew it wasn't a trust. <laughs> not a trust at all. Like, I'm gonna steal the paper, shove it in JT's face. <laughs> <laughs> and thus the information never gets to the rebellion. <laughs> uh, yes, very professional, provided necessary equipment for would he put like recluse Jedi or would it, he put it may be that she has had experience dealing with rogue elements of that nature. Yeah. And probably a euphemism would have been used. Unless yeah. you're thinking, like, this is his own very private notes. But I feel like the Empire's policy is that the Jedi were wiped out. Yes. So, it, like, I guess rogue force user might be. Yeah, what is the euphemism the Empire uses for internal reports of Jedi? Because they can't say the word Jedi. Yeah, perhaps rogue force user. Because I feel like if this is, like, official report level, then it's not going to say, like, which. It's not going to have, like, a... A cultural taboo type word applied yeah. to it unless it says something along the lines of instead of like admitting that it's a rogue force user unless it says something along the lines of like supposed wizard or something like that it'll probably say something like with the gun gets no doubt revere as a wizard of a, yeah, like a, a sage or... yeah okay and i think that would make clear to everyone a rogue element regarded by the gungans as some sort of shamanistic sage yes you know it's a problem in the empire we can't talk about this but they do exist Okay, I think I need a knowledge check from Cho. I 100% Cho agree. does not have lore. Yeah. And we've already established Cho didn't recognize a lightsaber. Now, granted, you know, it has a hydrospanner handle, but the lightsaber was the blade. Yeah, I think lore is a good, yeah. a good one for this. So he's just rolling two greens. Yeah, unless you have imperial bureaucracy as a... As a specialization? Yeah. I feel like this is average. This isn't especially... But I feel like I will add a setback because it is... It's got obfuscated language. Yeah, it is obscured. Would you like to spend a story point? Or are you just going to say, you know what, this is a piece, an important piece of paper? Well, it's just like a story point always feels more meaningful to me when it adds an extra die. Not I hear you. But on the other hand, triumphs are nice. But it's also my last story point, and I don't want to give that up just yet. Okay, so that's fine. So the answer is no. Failure with one threat. Yeah, I think it's you're unable to really assess. Like, there's a lot of jumble... This could be relevant. This could be... Well, it's clearly not just like, oh, people are moving things from point A to point B. I think it's... The information itself is relevant. Panaka is going after some person who he feels is in charge of this right. thing. The role I failed is being able to put this in any context regarding, like, what's going on in the galaxy right. and the Jedi. The lore is what I failed here. Okay, okay. So perhaps it's more like Cho doesn't I think understand the full importance of this. There's a threat on this, too. I downplay the importance of this there's far more i still have to find out like what he's doing to this poor gungan group like the fact that there's this person behind it is not high on the list whereas if cho were fully read in rebel like the rebels would want to know like oh there's a potential reclusive jedi here like yes we need to track down that person yeah and cho is completely freelance agent here yeah he will stuff this paper away if you want the skullduggery i do want a skullduggery check that is just two purples i'll spend a story point uh, for this this bureaucrat who's finishingly organizing a particular pile and is turning around to file it back away. Success with two advantages. Okay. Slip that into my jacket here. Two advantages. Is there anything else here to find of use? Or at this point, is Cho like, I need to finish my cleaning job here and then go to that ballroom? 
Yeah, I, I feel like, like it's probably the latter. There is there like any kind of computery stuff here? Like equipment. I did say like there was data slates around. Right. And I realized that might not be the magic word that they use. In the data pads. Data I know, pads. but I don't. I just don't want like now make five perception checks and see what you see. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that either. I think it's probably time to be on your way out if you wanted to attempt to grab like a random data pad. You have that option. So it's a risk, but those could contain a lot more information. Okay. There's two advantages. Yeah. Does that grab me the data pad? I think two advantages give you, I would say, I'll give you two boost dice on another. On a, yeah, another skull On another skull check. Okay. If you had a triumph, I would give you the data pad. All right. Are you sending another story point? I don't think so. I think he's, it's like you're on your way out. He's not super interested in paying attention to you. You did an okay job. He gives you a an 8 out of 10 on the satisfaction survey. Success with one advantage. You definitely grab a data pad. Do you want, like, some strain back? Because, like, you get out the door and, you know, that went pretty well. I don't need to get strain back. I would rather advantages be used to chip off the amount of time I had to be there. Yeah, I think that's good. Because, like... If Cho's cleaning a bathroom and a microwave oven and straightening up a bedroom, like, that's a lot of stuff. So I think it's, you can say, like, the bathroom kitchen crew will be along okay. shortly. Yeah, that's that's fine with me. Like, I can be like, that's not my area. Like, they'll be along. You know, I can contact their supervisor to, like... The bureaucrat, he, he lowers your rating down from an 8 to a 7, but tells you to get off. That's fine. I have no idea whose employee number is on this jacket. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be real bad for them. Anything <laughs> below a 10 is bad news. All right, that ends like the moth part of this. Yes. We should pause here and then we can go back to the gala. Yep. You've been listening to Cruise Control, set in the Star Wars universe and played using Fantasy Flight Games, Star Wars and Genesis role-playing materials. Our players were Dan and Jen, and our GM was the Mythic GM Emulator. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. There you can also find our other adventures, including a related story about JT's girlfriend Renzi, our Star Wars Rush Hour trilogy. Our music comes from Purple Planet Music. Visit them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you... Stay safe, citizens!